0: Caesar, the crowd pleaser, if you need to pick me up, ladies, we gon' change your demeanor, Caesar, the crowd pleaser, we gon' do a little dance, we gon' make the naysayers believe us. Hey girl, had a long day, you tired from work Throw me some dollars and I'll remove my shirt You can touch me too, these are the perks. Free yourself, lose your mind and go, berserk, uh-huh, and go berserk Uh-huh, and go berserk, uh-huh, and go berserk Uh-huh, and go berserk Make way for the bad guy What is up everyone and welcome back for another episode of Crowd Pleaser The podcast that brings you the inside scoop on what it takes to be a male entertainer in today's age I'm your host, Caesar, the Crowd Pleaser That's right And today we have episode 67. I'm going to be flying solo today, sadly, but that is okay because we are going to talk about one of my favorite hobbies I want to share with you, and that is the aerial arts. We're doing an aerial arts breakdown where I'm going to be discussing uh, in slightly more detail all the circus type apparatuses and uh, things you can do as a hobby or for a workout or for fitness or just to test yourself or for performing. But as usual... Want to Patreon. our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash crowdpleaser. That's right. Where, uh, you know, running a podcast is not free. Cost time, cost hosting fees, cost editing fees, programming, things like that. And uh, yeah, so some patrons are able to give back to the show to help me keep the lights on and keep this show going. So I want to give a special shout out to all those patrons. And of course, as usual, every show, I give a shout out to a particular patron. And this week's patron, of the show is Amber Tao. Amber, you rock. Thank you so so much for all your continuous contributions, contributions. I really appreciate that. We really appreciate that. It goes a long way towards helping me making a better show. Course, I'd like to mention as well that it's not just a one way street. I do offer special perks to my patrons to include the video versions of all these podcasts, as well as behind the scenes footage on potential acts I am making and, uh, yeah, prints that I sent out in the mail, etc. etc. So definitely check it out once again crowd crowdpleaser. Next up, it is La bear Dallas. This is my home office where I operate. Five nights a week, every Wednesday to Sunday evening, seven p.m. to two a.m. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys want to come out, gentlemen, yes, we have an amateur night every Thursday night. That's right, ladies. If you got a good-looking friend that wants to try out and be a part of our dream team, or just hey wants to test their metal on stage, bring them out to La Verde Dallas, every Thursday night around between ten thirty and eleven thirty. We have our amateur contest. Where you guys can come out and take the stage and see if you got what it takes, man. So definitely come out, check it out, let it know for your friends. Hey, even if they lose a dare or a bet, by all good times, it is a by all means, it is a good time, regardless. So definitely check it out once again, guys. La Bear Dallas. Finally, very briefly, I want to mention that I am streaming live every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday mornings at twitch.tv slash Jedi underscore EJ. So where you can catch me just kind of being myself, hanging out. Come talk to me. We chatted up while I'm playing some games. We talk through moves, talk strategy, and things like that. So, excuse me. Sorry, guys. Uh, it is allergy season here in Texas. And I got to say, it has been hitting me hard lately, but the show must go on. And so, I'm here doing the podcast, mouth breathing as I do it. Can you tell? I don't know. Let me know in the comments below if you can. All right, guys. That's going to do it. That's it. Not much of a big intro, but that's fine. It's normally the way it works. So, let's, uh, I guess I could give you a small update. Nah, I'm not even bothered. All right, let's move on, guys. Aerial circus stuff. That's right, guys. For a lot of you that know, I have constantly been trying to improve and evolve my show to bring you guys the best kind of show I can. And in that process, Thanks to shout out to Taylor Cole and Axel Rains. That's right, two great performers that I was lucky enough to share a stage with. Those guys brought uh Taylor Cole brought silks or tissue to LeBaire. And when he decided to move on to Houston, Axel Rains decided to take it over, and then obviously, when he decided to step down and retire, I was able to take it from him as he was so kindly to offer to me. And that's what started my journey down this amazing path that I'm so glad that I'll never look back from, and so shout out to both those guys for bringing it and putting on a great show uh like once again, Taylor Cole is the originator of it, and Axel Reigns, you can catch him in the LeB documentary doing the silks but that started my journey I decided to do it so I started to be self-taught for a while and realized thanks to Axel's uh, encouragement that I needed to go to school and learn because there it's very dangerous and there's lots of small nuances that you need to learn and so I began taking classes and immediately felt love fell in love with the art and this sport uh, so I wanted to share this with you a couple of disclaimers a first off absolutely anyone can do circus stuff I promise you, the only thing that is required is a positive, no-quit attitude. Very few things that happen in circus are something that people just do naturally, and so it takes time to do it. But being a teacher for over a year now and having people that have never touched the inside of a gym or fabric ever in their lives, I've had them doing moves before they left the class and having a great time. So I promise you, there is some kind of class or apparatus for you if you want to try it. It does require a decent amount of physicality though. So I will say that go in there with an open mind. Excuse me. And in the fact that not all things are going to come easy to you. I will say think about safety first. Try not to rush into things. Uh, It is very easy to get injured if you aren't aware of what your body is doing. But trust your instructor. Trust the equipment. And understand that they have your best interest in mind, regardless of what they might be saying, if you might like it or not, i.e. if they ask you to do a progression or something that seems a little easier first before doing the more difficult move. But yeah, guys, that's my disclaimers. Uh, That being said, most cities offer some kind of circus. You just have to look for it. Uh, Most of the time you look for an aerial fitness type thing is a good start or silks. That might be a good thing to look for in Google, trying to find places. Aerial and circus are probably your two biggest things that you can Google for to find what you're looking for. All right, guys. First up, we have pole. That's right. Believe it or not, there are pole competitions and competitors and classes and fitness and all kinds of pole things are outside of a female strip club. So I don't want you to get discouraged or put a bad uh, stereotype on it. Not every lady does pull as a stripper, and even the ones that are, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Case in point, I am a stripper, but I know they have been catching a lot of flack from social media in general about that kind of thing. Even pole fitness gets ranked on. Uh, let me tell you, they are some of the nicest and most powerful women I have ever met in my life, and gentlemen as well. So with that being said, let's start with pole. Pole, it is a solid metal apparatus. Start... Typically locked in on the ground and then locked in in the air, but not always. Sometimes it's simply locked in on the ground if it's a portable stage or whatnot. A lot of the times they are rigged to either be absolutely stationary or they're spinners where they actually rotate. Most advanced students or uh, performers or anything of like that use spinners because everything looks a lot cooler when you're spinning. There is a small variation of this called Chinese Pole, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong... But it actually, instead of being a metal pole, it is a metal pole, but it has a rubber sock or sleeve over it to increase traction where you're able to do different kinds of stunts because of that. Uh, That being said, it also limits. There are many variations of pole nowadays because of the fact that the internet has made the universe a much smaller place, which means that, of course, as usual, everyone has to try so much harder to stand out, which that is something for a different podcast, which ooh, that might not be a bad idea. Anywho the interesting thing about pull which i will discuss are one of the big differences with between metal and fabric or malleable apparatuses is the fact that the dynamic of it in pull you are the one that is moving around the object or the apparatus versus with like for example fabric or rope the apparatus is moving around you pull is a lot of fun and it typically is associated with groundwork so you do learn some ground choreography Flexibility and strength are still very important, as well as body awareness, which is gonna come across, like I said, all of these aerial arts. So it's not the easiest thing to do, but I do encourage everyone to do it. Uh, One other disclaimer is that all these apparatus are gender neutral, that's right. Both male and female and non-binary can jump on any of these apparatuses. There might be certain moves that maybe uh, physically, anatomy-wise, certain ones may not be able to do, But in most cases, they cross over quite well. Um, But yeah, pull has several moves that are super beautiful, super moves that are dizzy, some moves that uh, will leave certain marks on your body, and some moves that are just straight power moves. Typically, when people do pull, they end up wearing as little fabric on their bodies as possible, mainly because of the fact that pull is metal and you want to stick to it or be as grippy. And cloth or fabric just doesn't grip. So I have a problem with that because I sweat, so I end up becoming quite slippery. But in most cases, you will see people in like something like booty shorts and maybe a sports bra or just booty shorts for guys when they perform their pole routines because skin is the most uh, grip offered, I guess, so it offers the most traction. But all right, guys, that is pole. One variation of pole that I do want to mention because it has Gary, uh, care or increased in popularity is lollipop. And so lollipop is, we go back to, like I said, where poles are attached on the bottom and the top. Lollipops actually are only attached on the ground. The reason being is at the top end of the pole, there is a giant metal ring or hoop. So shaping it like a lollipop. I simply think this is the brainchild of someone that took Lyra, which we'll get to later on, and pole and combine them together. But yeah it's a fun apparatus you see it happening. Another version is a silk pole I believe is the name of it. Please let me know in the comments below if I have the name incorrect or pole silk or something like that where it is similar to the lollipop where it is um, planted firmly in the foundation or the base of it but then the top actually has fabric or silks hanging from it and you get to do different things off of that i have actually not i've seen it but i've not seen it a performance on it so i don't know how it works or how great or bad it is but that is another variation and then obviously there is a hanging pole aerial pole i'm not really sure what the word is for that but this is actually flipped the other way around where the base of it is free floating and then the top of the pole is essentially tied to some kind of aerial apparatus a little bit like Nylon webbing or toe straps to give it a little bit of play, and so you're able to kind of spin it off its standard axis, and maybe make yourself the center of the spin versus the outside. So once again, not 100 sure on the name of that one. Maybe flying pole. That might be correct. Maybe flying pole's it. But those are the base foundations for pole fitness. If you guys want to scroll back a couple of episodes, probably a lot now. But to the uh, power couple episode, that is actually the owner and husband of the owner. So I guess the owner of the studio I work at and her husband, and they are both avid pole performers and instructors. You can check out their episode and get a more thorough breakdown on pole. Uh, Let me guys know. Let me know if you guys want a more in-depth conversation about pole and I will get one of the instructors that's a good friend of mine from my studio. She has won multiple championships in her time and is constantly growing and get her on the show to ask to answer the questions you have so if you do by all means let me know message me on the patreon or the facebook or instagram if you want a professional pole artist on the show and what questions you have for him yeah i like that all right sweet moving right along guys we have aerial yoga is our entry level this is one that a lot of people feel like they're doing circus stuff when they're doing and this is simply a fabric that is looped right so it's looped it's so the tie downs or the ends are up in the air tied to the rigging point and it just makes a giant kind of like um, sack so to speak Uh, they are typically hanged fairly low to the ground probably about waist level or lower and you perform yoga stuff from them uh, these are really good about working on flexibility as well as body awareness. Uh, not huge, don't get me wrong, It's not. it doesn't teach you all the body awareness because in most cases you are still somewhat planted and there are times in aerial where you are not. But it is a fantastic foundation to get you somewhat comfortable in fabric as well as holding your body upside down and holding yourself off the ground. This is a great entry-level thing. Granted, I would not necessarily count this as circus performance. It is more like a preparatory class, but it is really good for the body, and it is good to kind of slowly dip your toes into this. Once again, a lot of people consider themselves aerialists when they take aerial yoga. Sadly, it is not quite the case. Not that I'm mocking them. Don't get me wrong. It takes all the instructors hard hardworking people, and they are fantastic. The and just the basis of the dynamic of it i feel like is not necessarily performance and more for health development and fitness and so there's where i, I kind of differentiate a little bit but once again i do not knock it for its skill set or anything like that i think it is quite challenging as well uh, you just won't come to class and expect to do like a 10 foot drop or anything like that next up we have hammock hammock is similar to area yoga as far as where the ends are tied up at the rig point up in the air. And it loops down, creating like a swing. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, the reason why I say like a basket or sack is the fact that you can open up or expand the fabric and turn it into a hammock. So that's one of the reasons why they call it hammock or sw- or sling, swing, swing, sling. I'm not sure actually which one's the slang term for it. But that is the next version. The biggest difference here is that it is significantly higher up in the air. This gives you the ability to start doing drops and winding yourself up and flips and so it's a similar apparatus is just set up a little different but it's mainly the type of class once you go into hammock is when you start the spinning and the drops and the tying yourself up and doing all those cool things up in the air aerial hammock is no easier or more difficult more or less difficult than regular silks the only difference i will say there as far as physicality and education and brain power they are absolutely on par with each other the only difference i will say is that hammock is a little less climbing and a little more sitting and standing because of the fact that you have that loop at the bottom. So to my surprise when I finally started taking those classes is I was surprised that I would have people come to my classes with six, seven, 12 months experience in hammock and I'd be like, sweet, that's awesome, you're gonna rock this class. And then all of a sudden they're struggling on their climbing and I didn't realize that the fact that even though you have all that slack above you to use in most cases you are simply standing in the loop and then wrapping yourself up to get that high so there is a lot more standing granted that still is control and pressure on your body because you are standing on a malleable fabric not on anything solid and there are still folds and bends and pinches so once again hammock is great i absolutely love it obviously you have moves where you are sitting down which you can do in silks as well but you have that knot at the bottom you don't have to do anything excuse me i apologize with so that is aerial hammock uh once again there are different builds you have to adjust the height it is higher than yoga but there are height differences based on whether you want to do things below the uh loop or above it or a combination of the two so that kind of dictates where your level is as far as the height of the actual hammock and of course height of your body etc cetera, etc cetera, but you're not really going to find that too much in a class environment next up is my primary apparatus which is silks also known as tissue and this is tissue without the e so t-i-s-s-u uh, this is once again a fabric now let me go ahead and throw this disclaimer out as well the tensile strength of these fabrics are absolutely amazing in most cases as long as they get the correct quote-unquote aerial fabric or style from the manufacturers you are going to be more than safe because of the fact that it is so much fabric wrapped up on itself like i said all these if you extend them open they actually are as wide as like a curtain and so having all that fabric folded on itself containing your weight distributed across it it is more than enough tensile strength to control yourself i am 165 pounds and i do drops for of a total of like somewhere between you know as little as five feet to as much as 15 foot drops so my inertia generates quite a bit of pressure and so Close of over a thousand. I want to say. I, I need to double check the math. It might be like around eight hundred pounds of of pressure when I do my drops and catch myself, and the fabric doesn't even show a single fiber tearing. And so you are more than safe in these things, especially if you aren't doing anything that requires a certain level of inertia. I will say this though: they are still fabric, so those stiletto nails, wedding rings bracelets things like that are still pose a huge threat to them and can potentially cause a life-threatening issue should they puncture a hole and start ripping threads and cause them to fray so make sure you guys when you show up to these or do your own things that your nails rings bracelets watches all those things are taken into consideration and put away So there's the safety concern from that. The other issue is make sure that the actual mounting rigging is secure. And any studio you go to, you can ask the owners to show you the certification of the rigging and the equipment. And, you know, they have to have it for insurance to verify that it is rigged up on stuff that can maintain the weight and handle and etc. It's been inspected, it has been inspected, etc, etc. Sorry guys, if I catch myself every once in a while, I'm trying to slow down my my speech a little bit and make sure I am pronouncing everything and speaking clearly for podcast purposes as well as teaching. So I have been working on that. Now, silks, it is a little bit more taxing on your body physically only because of the fact that there is no uh, break spot, so to speak, or nothing for you to rest unless you make it of your own body or you manipulating the fabric. What I mean is there's similar things like foot locks or hip keys where you are locking yourself up in the air or giving yourself a platform to rest. The problem with that is the fact that you have to generate that kind of rest position for yourself. You can't just plop down into it. So foot lock, you have to essentially tie the silks off around your foot and then it becomes your new floor where you can stand on that without necessarily having to pull yourself up. But When you're not in one of those positions you are somehow holding yourself up and that could be taxing forgiving to someone's endurance and strength so that is something to consider the bonus here is the fact that there are two separate fabrics that you can play on which allows you to footlock both feet at the same time different fabrics it lets you tie up in one and play around with the other for aesthetic purposes it lets you climb one so it lets you wrap in different ways around yourself for aesthetic purposes as well so the, the the versatility of the silks is quite nice where you can the sky's the limit as far as what you can and can't do Uh, One slight downside to this is just the fact that in the outdoor setting, there is no weight to it. It is just fabric. So much like curtains in a windy day, it will flap around in the wind. And so it could pose quite a bit of difficulty for both your practice and performances. As I've experienced firsthand having a rig here at my home outside. So yeah, those are silks. One other thing I will say is that silks are quite malleable. They do bend and shape fairly easily so they do tend to pinch sometimes because of the fact that like as long as you keep wiggling little micro movements then the silks have the the ability to continue to get tighter and tighter around whatever body part you have them wrapped around so that is something to take into consideration another thing that most people struggle with when they are first starting to do aerial stuff is the body awareness and stability So a lot of times you'll see people lock themselves up in a footlock to rest, but they're still swinging around like Tarzan in a a vine. And the reason being is is that it requires some stability and balance engagement from yourself and your muscles to keep yourself upright. So something to think about. Next up on our handy dandy list is rope. This is another one of my personal favorites. Rope is just that. It's a giant thick rope. Um, There are two small variations to it. First off, there was actually a sleeve over it a type of uh, webbing that they place over it so it's nice and smooth so it doesn't have the grooves or the threads like you would see at your regular gym or pe class rope but it is a rope and the another version a variant of it that you see has a sleeve over it that's suede type and so it's a little bit softer on your hands I slightly dislike these only because of the fact that they have a little more play and give to them, so to speak. So when you grab them, there's a little bit of bounce. And I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of that considering I like doing stunts on ropes. But it is a little bit easier on your hands and smoother on your body. But rope is a lot of fun. One, it is only one solid piece that you have to worry about. Unlike obviously silks or hammock where you have two poles. Here on rope, you only have one second it is a lot stiffer so less malleable than silks so it you can manipulate it a little bit better with uh, as far as holding it out and throwing it around your body and stuff like that because of the fact that it's a lot stiffer it creates a little bit easier of a platform to you know create a loop because of that and also it grips itself a lot better it has a lot more bite to it than silks do the drawback to that is that the bite bites back So it is a lot easier to pinch yourself or to give yourself an Indian burn type thing on rope because of the fact that the actual apparatus is slightly more coarse, if you will. But just like pole, just like silks, over time you become accustomed to it. Like for example, with rope, there is something called a toe climb where you are essentially climbing. You're still using your hands a little bit, but you are grabbing the rope in between your big toe and the next digit. And climbing, alternating like that. So, the first couple of times people do it, they're like, oh my God, it's like ripping the, the skin off the in between my toes and it's super painful and da 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 da. But after a handful of times of doing it, your body grows accustomed to it. It's not nearly as bad. And so you can carry on with your life. And so, like with all things, even though it is a little more rough, one can say that pull is tougher because of the fact that it's metal, it doesn't give. So, to each their own. So, like with all things, beauty is pain. Pain is beauty. So, you must deal with it. But it's really not that bad, honestly. The more you do it, the more you uh, become accustomed to it. It's not nearly as painful. I will throw this out, like I said, much like pole, where people are trying to wear as little clothing as possible so they have as much grip through their skin. The cool thing about aerial stuff is that in most cases, when you are performing, if you choose to perform, you'll be dressed in some super elaborate costume. So... In most cases, when you practice, you are able to practice with like a long sleeve shirt or a tank top or a shirt, uh, you know, a compression shirt as well as leggings. Leggings are probably one of the most popular ways to practice on aerials. Forgive me, guys, <clears throat> because um, they offer a little bit of grip if you get the correct legging, as well as allowing you to do the same move that might r- rub or you know, cross the fabric or rope multiple times you the leggings offer you some protection that being said i have me included had plenty of people go through their leggings because they're either fraying the actual threads by you know sliding them through the fabric or whatnot or they're just stretching too far when the silks or rope are wrapped around a certain part so like for example if you're in a hip uh, hip hitch or hip key where it's wrapped around one leg only and then you start to do like some kind of splitty move then obviously the leggings are trapped and so you pop some threads and they begin to disintegrate so that's something to consider don't wear your most expensive and super cool ones to silks or rope or any arrow class all right moving right along we have straps so straps is slightly one of the more advanced apparatus i would not recommend beginners going to do this First, it is extremely painful on your wrist. Once again, like all things, I am just trying to be real with you guys, but tons of people do it all the time, including kids. I've seen sub 10-year-old boys and girls get on straps and be absolutely fine. So not to discourage you, the difference is here that straps are typically about an inch to an inch and a half tubular nylon straps or webbing that have uh, hand loops at the end and so you typically lock in your hands through the loops or around your wrist in a manner and so because of the fact that you're swinging traveling around being a lot more dynamic on straps and it is just webbing that's not exactly built for comfort it's built for strength and efficiency it tends to rub your wrist and palms quite a bit and create you know some bruising some chafing etc etc but the more you do it the more you get over it uh, unless you're doing some super stunty moves like I do sometimes even occasionally I still get bruises from time to time but straps once again are two nylon webbings they can be as long or as short as you want them to be the biggest difference there is obviously how high your rig point is as well as <sighs> sorry I do apologize geez I might need some coffee or something Anyhow, but like usual, I try not to edit these things out. So you guys know I am a human being and person like you and not some amazing superhuman or anything like that. Though, so sweet baby Jesus, do I wish. Anyhow, the straps are a lot of fun. The straps does require a decent amount of strength. A To make it look good, I feel like you require a decent amount of flexibility as well because a lot of the times you're making shapes. The one other thing to straps is that it is encouraged to spin on straps and that's the thing like if you guys remember those carnival rides when you were kids the Gravitron and the vomit comet all those things if you get really dizzy really easy and it like throws you off for the day like you get major headaches and stuff straps might not be the one for you because you spin a lot now don't get me wrong it is super super cool and a ton of fun and you can do some super amazing shapes and dynamic things on straps because they're super they don't take up a lot of space and they're super mobile but yeah you will have a lot of spinning in your future Uh, so if you're not rolling them up you're spinning on them So just FYI for that, if you are a slightly more in-shape person, you absolutely love straps. By all means, once again, do not let this deter you. Go check it out. It is a lot of fun. Um, One other disclaimer I will say, uh, while I have it on the top forefront of my mind, is that sometimes the apparatus you love the most is not the one you're going to start with. You might end up being like, oh, I saw Caesars do silks. I want to go do silks. And so you take a silks class and you're like, all right, this is not great, but it's not bad. And then you end up taking a hammock class and falling in love with it. That is 100% all right. There's absolutely no wrong answer. But that's going to do it for straps. Not too much going on there. Um, they're pretty straightforward. Like I said, this is just a basic breakthrough of it. I'm not going to like give you guys the full lowdown, but straps are a lot of fun. Uh, typically the coolest things you can do on them is on a pulley system where someone is able to lift you up off the ground to a higher starting position reason being is that you're becoming more dynamic you are able to swing around and so you want a little bit of clearance below you know underneath your legs, so you can swing similar to like what the uh excuse me either rings the Olympic rings or the uh, unparallel bars I feel like there's a lot of moves there that that remind me of that I I could be inaccurate the rings are probably really close to what straps are Um, but yeah so definitely check those out and of course you can always YouTube and Instagram and Google all these things if you guys want to see them in action on your own next up we have the Lyra Lyra is basically a hoop or a metal ring it's suspended up in the air either by one point or two Uh, There's no wrong answer they're both correct based on what kind of actions and moves you want to do Uh, Same thing as with hammock because there is a loop for you to sit in and there is a top bar and a bottom bar the height of it Is going to be based on the routine Uh, like for example, we have four layers five layers I think now in my studio and we have there's three different heights. We have a really tall one We have two medium ones and two low ones And so there is no wrong answer to that. It's just a matter of what you want to do. Obviously, in the low ones, you are unable to do things on the ground or below them because they're so low, but because they're so low, it's easier to get into them. And then vice versa, the ones that are up high, you can spin similar to straps, you can do other things, and you just have to climb up to get into it. Uh, And then, of course, the amount of strap you have or the uh, toe strap that you have above it is what you can do because there are things that you can do above it in the straps to essentially like fold the the lira and do all kinds of neat things so that is something to consider as well but is a lot of fun it does kind of offer the same bonuses as hammock where it gives you a place to sit sorry about that guys It gives you a place to sit in between and the fact that it's metal means it's not going anywhere so you know exactly where it's at. Some Liras are simply powder coated so it's just metal and some Liras people tape up for grip purposes as well as they just might not like the feel of the metal. So they are taped up with uh, grip tape or gym tape, not exactly like skateboard tape or anything crazy like that. But the stuff that most people wrap their hands and feet with when they're working out and stuff like that. Uh, they usually take and wrap it up the cool thing about that is that obviously it lets you it allows you to kind of snaz up your uh, your layer a little bit for a show or just to make it look pretty for a photo shoot etc you see that a little bit with silks as well people and hammock people and rope i guess all of these apparatuses you can pick different colors for the sleeves or the fabric and stuff like that i personally myself like more neutral colors Because it just kind of stands out a little bit cleaner. I've seen plenty of people with like tie-dye silks. And even though it looks super cool when they're open. And somewhat as you see the colors change. It kind of camouflages the flyer a little bit. So you lose some of the value of the moves they're doing. But hey to each their own preference. By all means I know I'm a pretty boring individual when it comes to colors. And that is okay if you want to be absolutely extravagant. There is nothing wrong with that at all. For example I do like having a black rope. Uh, the instructor that taught me shout out to Emma Dilemma she uses a black rope and super cool because most of the time when she performs she has a black curtain or a black background or a black wall or something like that and so sometimes it looks like she's simply flying in the air because well you can't see the rope on the background you just see her so I think that's super cool and something to think about my most popular silks are my silver ones simply because of the fact that every time i perform at a club whatever color the lights are is the color my silks are and so the silks are able to change colors so something a little snippet out there for you as well but yeah Lyra is a lot of fun you can do doubles on you can do love doubles on all these apparatus uh Lyra is a little bit you have to make sure you're a little bit bendy but it is super cool because it is a sh- solid metal apparatus so you're able to kind of push off of it and do different things for doubles Uh, i think the max i've seen on one lira during class when they were doing a photo shoot i think they had seven ladies on a lira granted not all seven were hanging off the lira like i think three of them were hanging off each other but hey that's the fun with doubles but yeah lira is a lot of fun i've seen some super strong power moves a lot of spinning as well you can do a ton of spinning in lira absolute crazy amount so that's something to consider uh, in fact one of the local burlesque performers her name her stage name has Dizzy in it I'm I'm blanking on the actual full name right now for some strange reason because I'm thinking of her real name but yeah she has Dizzy in her name and she absolutely just goes the to town uh, spinning so I, I get Dizzy just watching her moving right along guys we have cloud seat slash cloud swing i'm not exactly 100 percent sure which one is the more accurate so please forgive me i should because i kind of do a variant of this but this is pretty much having two toe straps or two kinds of webbing that are similarly hung as like um aerial hammock where the ends are wrapped up top and then it loops on the bottom obviously you can always use just a full loop um uh, And so these are, it's a variant of like, you're kind of sitting creating a bunch of poses using two different apparatus. It's almost like silks, except you have like the loops there permanently. And sometimes they're even, sometimes they're uneven. You don't really see this in class too much. I think this is something you have to pursue on your own because it's such a niche that most cases they don't offer an instructor to do it. But it's kind of cool because you're able to manipulate things you're able to create shapes while sitting down. You're able to extend your body parts across further than you normally would. Uh, it's just a different kind of thing, I guess, a different apparatus. Uh, I don't know too much about this because I haven't seen it very often. The reason why I did mention it is because it is a thing. So I think it's a it's a graduation from like hammock. I think people that do a lot of hammock eventually incorporate some cloud seat into or cloud swing into their repertoire because you are able i didn't meet a singer there you go that's one of the biggest things i i came across was one of the times i was practicing a cover a pink cover band singer i don't know how that works what it's called but can i don't think impersonator is the right word but she uh actually was she was a singer she sang pink songs and because pink did silks <clears throat> she does it out of a uh, cloud seat so she's able to kind of like get into her splits and like sit down and lay down while she's singing and do things like that, which is actually funny because one of the instructors here locally uh, actually does it out of the next one, which a variant of this, which is chains. Yes, that's right. And some of you already know, I do chains. (sighs) Forgive me. So chains. So typically there's two ways that I've seen chains be done. A is the cloud seat way where you take the two loops and you connect them to one point. And so you're able to, once again, do shapes laying down, sitting down, kind of on your pits, scissor around them, invert them, all those things. It just gives you multiple ways to play around where you're not necessarily always holding yourself up. And you're kind of able to use two different sides, similar to silks, but not locked into like hammock. The other variation I've seen of chains is obviously in the hammock where it is just one loop and that is perfectly fine as well. I've done that myself a couple times and... There isn't much difference to hammock or cloud seat, so that's why I'm not gonna go too deep into it. But it's literally just chains. Like granted, you have to have a certain tensile strength of chain. You can't just go and grab the little rinky-dink ones you use to decorate like your garden or something like that, or to hang up your child's swing. These are actual like towable chains, but mine are typically from what I've seen a lot thicker than most people's. Uh but I like it. It sounds great, it looks great. Yeah, it is a heck much harder, a heck of a lot harder to hang them because of the fact that they weigh so much. But hey, you get a workout and a good warm up while you're trying to set them up and put them down. And of course, aesthetically, they look absolutely great. Um, the one thing I will say about chains is make sure if you are going to jump into this, make sure they are smoothed out. So you don't want a bunch of sharp edges like cutting you and then of course i went with uh, i believe galvanized is what it's called so like i don't have all the metal flakes like chipping away at me while i'm on it Uh, i typically try to do chains in just pants because i think it looks cooler and more impressive that way i will not lie it's strictly for show and aesthetic purposes but uh, i've seen plenty of people perform chains fully dressed and i'm not kidding you i mean fully dressed i.e leather knee-high boots leather gloves a jacket and like pants so like they're practically dressed and they're flying um to each their own i I, i'm not knocking either way there's no right and wrong answer when i'm doing something that i think is either painful i need to work up towards or i'm going to do it a bunch of times i'd rather save my skin then i go ahead and wear like a sweater while i'm doing it and then once i get comfortable with it i'll make sure i can do it shirtless to make sure it doesn't like the pain levels don't mess up my move and then i'll perform it but yeah chains other than if you really want to check the box or you're doing it for a show or you want the aesthetic purpose of people like oh my god he's in chains then there's absolutely no reason to do it but they are fun so definitely check it out once again cloud swing or cloud seat uh next up we have something that i have not been on but i have seen quite a bit of it and of course once again shout out to emma dilemma this is one of her big signature ones she actually did it in for the new year's party i had last year and this is the aerial cube. So it is exactly what it sounds like. It is just a metal cube. The size or diameter or parameter, I think it's just size, right? Because it's square. I don't think it's diameter. Maybe diameter can be used here. I know that's for a circle, but its uh, very it, it can vary based on what you need it for. I've seen cubes, like for example, Emma's once again is actually smaller than the average cube that you see because she is a smaller aerialist. But it works for her, it's great, it fits in her truck, and she flies and makes it look absolutely amazing. The, and then you can make it larger for larger people, and you can make it even larger for doubles. I've seen that as well. Cube's big enough for people to both get in it and make all kinds of double shapes and things like that. And it's actually super, super cool. In most cases I've seen, you do not hang it square. You actually hang it kind of at an angle, almost like it's spinning on, it, on one of its corners. And so that is literally just it. It's a metal cube here is when your flexibility really comes into play because a lot of the metal apparatus are the aesthetics of it is making a shape so you know putting your leg here putting your leg here taking your arm there bending your back here turning over there and so as these apparatus are spinning you are creating a shape that looks aesthetically pleasing and impressive there are some feats of strength you can do here but not many like i said most of it is making just simply shapes that look super awesome which is super cool and just as difficult so there you have to be a little more bendy a little more flexible for that to really take advantage that's why you don't see me on it because i am not bendy despite trying to become more flexible and over the class last year and a half so i do not do it because to me i'm a perfectionist and i look at me making shapes and it's just absolutely atrocious but yeah there's cube there and actually i believe several schools here in dallas do teach cube so i think you can find it in most think it's common enough to where don't get me wrong once again you're not going to have an actual cube class but you can talk to instructors and get private lessons or potentially use the school's cube if that's kind of suiting your fancy or of course you can always get your own i will say this though make sure that once again you're getting the material thick enough to support your weight as well as that the weldings and stuff are correct and accurate to support you know, way, way, way above what your weight is. And always, of course, even if you're teeny tiny, you're like 80 pounds soaking wet, just remember that you generate quite a bit of inertia when you are dropping or moving or flinging yourself. So you really want to, you know, multiply that number quite a bit. Next up on the uh, metal apparatus, there is spiral, which is kind of exactly, once again, what it sounds. Most of these metal apparatus are exactly what they sound like and just to touch on this and actually i'll just kind of throw all these all together as you get more advanced you'll see a lot of people especially people that have been flying for a long time they're trying to create the next best thing and for their show because they want to be unique and impressive so there's all kinds of metal apparatus out there that people fly on any shape you can think of someone's had it made uh there are liras lyres that are modified to look like hearts there are liras that are modified to look like half moons or crescent moons. I've seen um I've seen all kinds of weird oblong shapes. I think that's where the spiral came from. I've seen an anchor. I recently saw that on Instagram. So any kind of metal shape that people can make or any kind of shape here that people can make into a metal apparatus that could be hung can become something you can fly on, which I think is super exciting and super fun. But so a spiral is kind of neat because it, it's a spiral. It swirls down. You hang it from the top. It's off the ground. And it sometimes they're a little bit bendy. So they stretch a little bit. Sometimes they're not. Or maybe it's just optical illusion. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, yeah, the thing is they're huge. So they're super hard to transfer or transport because you can fit a human being in them as well as outside of them. And then once again, you're just kind of propping up shapes, kind of playing twister with yourself, trying to figure out how to make the coolest shapes. So all those things kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and you'll probably see those if you go to multiple circus events and stuff. People once again trying to reinvent the wheel, if you will. And speaking of wheel, we have Seer Wheel is going to be the last one on my list for right now. Uh, Sear Wheel is literally just a huge ring. And I'll, I think it's become popular enough where a lot of you might have seen it. I've had a handful of people ask me about it. Uh, there is one gentleman in Dallas that does it professionally and by the name of frank chapman so definitely check him out if you're looking to do it and this is straight up spinning straight up and that's why i've never been interested in it because that's all you do it is a giant metal ring that you stand in and you essentially get it going you you spin it kind of like you spin a coin on a table and it keeps itself up while it's spinning with inertia and momentum it is the same thing except you are in it and it's super cool you get to do flips in it you get to hang upside down you get to like post yourself and it's a metal ring these i think are a little more specific to your body size because you have to be able to kind of reach the edges but not too much like i don't know it's, it's a weird shape but yeah they're super cool you might have seen it on a couple of shows i think i saw a clip of it on america's got talent or something like that but you just stand in it and you spin and then you make cool shapes while it's spinning so yeah, it doesn't really appeal to me all that much because I don't like spinning and, that much and I can't make shapes. But seer wheel is super cool and if you're into it you can check that out. That's a C Y R wheel. But uh yeah, I th- think that's it. That'll do it guys. Sweet. All right. So, that's all the aerial stuff once again, there is tons of more things that I missed. I'm sure, and in a ton of more depth, I've gone, I could have gone into each one of these. But this is kind of a crash course to let you know if you are interested in doing this as a hobby, interested in doing it as fitness, or potentially to add it to your show. So definitely check that out. One thing I will say, if you are trying to do this professionally, all of these apparatus give you a lot more freedom when you're able to set them up on a pulley system so you have it to where they can ascend and descend on command and you have a group of friends that's willing to pull you up and down or if your show is super expensive and pricey you're able to actually get a super high speed motor that can do that but yeah just having the ability to elevate or ascend or descend in the air while you're doing stuff makes ads for a super cool effect but I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think in the comments below about this episode. If you want more insight into things like Fire Poi and all the other crazy things they do. Choreography, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Moving right along, guys. We'll talk about our best and worst events of the week. Sadly, because of my knee, I am still out of commission. Not at the club, sadly. I know this is killing me. The worst event would probably be that. I am still injured. like working on it working i deal with the va trying to find out it's not severe uh, in the respects of like you know I'm i'm completely bedridden and stuff like that but there is still some pain there is still some discomfort and we all know how valuable our knees are so i'm not one to risk a lifelong injury when it could be avoided so i'm trying to confirm how bad it actually is and if it's just a slow healing process or if something really bad happened nothing to worry everyone about just kind of throwing it out there so that's probably my least favorite event of the week my favorite event of the week uh let's see the upside to that is the fact that i've been able to catch up on a ton of editing and so i'm able to stream a little bit more which i'm starting to build momentum there and get a lot of positive feedback from the community and people really enjoying it and the community there is growing i actually generated enough income to invest back in the channel and hired a independent contractor to design some cool super neat graphics and transitions and emotes and stuff for me that i'm super excited to post and have my community play around with so yeah that's super exciting and the creative bubble is still going i have a ton of things on the books that i want to do all kinds of neat things so the juices are a flowing ladies and gentlemen the juices are a flowing so yeah that's my best and worst event and uh Super sweet to super to the point. That being said, guys, that's gonna do it for us this week or this show. Once again, I am Caesar the Crowd Pleaser. You can catch me on Facebook at Caesar C O L L A Z O. Catch me on Instagram and Twitter at CaesarLebear7. And then of course you can catch me streaming live every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday at twitch.tv slash Jedi underscore EJ. Keep on the lookout for the next big event. I believe the next event we're going to have at La is the November strip off, which is the way we end the year with a bang. It is a strip off I try to win every year, though Jason has been just absolutely decimating it lately. That dude is super talented. I love that kid. So yeah, stay tuned for that to get the lockdown date of when that is so you can purchase your tickets and reserve your tables. But that is, guys. That's gonna do it. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, keep bringing the rain. Caesar, the crowd pleaser. If you need to pick me up, ladies, we gonna change your demeanor. Caesar, the crowd pleaser. We gon' do a little dance. We gon' make the nays say, "Yes, believe us."